There's a beautiful parallel between our first reading and our psalm today that I want to draw out a bit. Our psalm is the very first psalm in the book of Psalms, um, and it's considered to be actually an introduction to the whole of the Psalter, an introduction to all that came down through the tradition to express um, people's relationship with the Lord. And what this psalm in particularly shows is it's a, a strong thing in the the wisdom literature tradition of the, the two ways that we can walk, the two paths that we can walk. There's the path of the wicked man um, and the path of the righteous. And the, he is like a tree that is planted beside the flowing waters, the one who walks in the righteous way, um, that yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves shall never fade. That's a beautiful image of the fruitfulness um, and the the life that springs forth when somebody walks in the way of the Lord. And it's yeah, contrasted in this psalm with the walking in the wrong way or, or following sinners, following scorners, that sort of thing. And we see then in Galatians, where Paul's been teaching a lot about how to, I suppose there's a lot of morality and how we're supposed to walk with the Lord in the letter to Galatians, as we've been hearing. But today, in particular, he speaks of, if you're walking in the wrong way, Here's the list of things that you'll see coming out in your life. Um, and I don't want to dwell on that list too much because it's a rather <laughs> unseemly list. Um, then, though, he says that what the Spirit brings is very different. And if you're living from the Spirit of God, that you'll see these fruits come in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Um, these fruits of the Spirit, as we call them. So again, there's these two different ways that we can walk, two different ways that we can live our lives that will give very, very different results. Um, in the psalm, the, the way of the evil one will lead to, will perish, um, whereas the path of the righteous will flourish. And then we see these, these fruits of if we're living in self-indulgence or these fruits if we're living by the Spirit. But in the psalm, though, the, the right way that it seems that God is talking to us about is actually pointing us towards the law, and of course, this is how they understood very much how to follow in the way of the Lord. It was about the law, the way that God told us to act, the way that God's word instructed them to act. And there's a big difference then between what Paul is really saying in Galatians, because we've been hearing over the last few days, if you've been listening to the first readings, he's going on all about how the law has passed away and the spirit has now come. Because... When we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, when Jesus has made us free, it's not just that there's these external rules that we can follow and act in this way and therefore we'll have life, but that God has put his very life within us. Um, but I think this kind of life coming forth is really prefigured in this image of the tree that we see in the psalm because the tree that's planted beside the flowing waters draws that life and it, it brings forth that fruitfulness. Um, which is just what Paul's talking about to the Galatians. This, this, the life that the Spirit brings forth and these fruits that the Spirit brings forth actually kind of come within us. If we're listening to the Spirit, if we're seeking to receive God's grace and act on it in our lives, then these fruits kind of spring forth within us. These feelings come forth within us. The graces to act in the right way come forth from within us. It's not just a law out there that we should submit ourselves to. So that's a, a beautiful way in which we can understand how the Spirit wants to lead us into life. But there's just one other thing to 
today I wanted to point out about these fruits of the Spirit. So Paul's promising that, that when we're walking in the Spirit, when we're following the Spirit's movement in our hearts, we're going to experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, trustfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But it's, we, we can hear that list and think that it's just going to be a kind of a walk through the roses, a tiptoe through the tulips, that um, if we're really following the Spirit, then it's just going to be um, happiness and ease and comfort all of our life. Um, but if we look more closely at what some of these things really are, uh, that's not exactly the case. I think like joy, for one, you, you've probably heard spoken of the difference between joy and happiness, whereas happiness is, okay, I ate a nice ice cream and therefore I'm happy, or my team won a, won a game, therefore I'm happy. Joy is a far deeper thing. It's a, it's a deeper sense of contentment or delight or trust that can even actually persevere even if the outside circumstances are unhappy. Even if you're going through trial, uh, there can be a joy about the Lord's love for us. And the same thing with peace. The kind of peace that the Lord wants to give is not just, is not just kind of quiet and nothing distracting going on around you, but he wants to give us a deeper peace of the heart such that even if we're facing real difficulties, even if um, real challenges are coming against us or there's great disruption in our lives, we can have a peace um, to trust that, that the Lord has us in his hand that his love is still unchanged for us and that he's leading us through whatever that situation is. So these fruits aren't just coming about in nice, happy circumstances. God gives us the grace to live in, in the palm of his hand, as it were, even amidst challenges. And a few more of these that I want to just point out. Patience. If you think about the very idea of patience, there's no need for patience if everything's coming to you straight away. If, if life is easy, there's no need for patience. Patience only is useful when you have to wait for something or when you're in a, a trying situation that's, that's persisting, then you need to be patient. And so that goes along with that sense of peace and trust that the Lord's working here, um, that I, it's okay to stay in this situation and to see how, how God's going to move because he's got me and the Spirit is moving here. And the same thing, the last one I wanted to pick up was self-control. Um, if you only feel desires within yourself to do good things, then there's kind of no need for self-control because you could just follow those loving desires and the desires to be kind to other people. But self-control really only comes to the fore. It's only really necessary when we're feeling tempted, when our circumstances are causing us to be led towards sin or towards despair or towards doubting our faith. Um, that's when we can have this grace of self-control to say, okay, yes, there's temptation coming upon me. Yes, I want to turn away from the Lord, but again, that trust and that peace can allow us to say yes to the Lord again in that situation, to um, hold our wills and to continue to walk in that righteous path. So let's invite the Spirit to fill us this day and not, and not just seek that the Lord would um, give us a nice, peaceful, happy life um, you know, that's great and a good thing to ask for, but the Lord also wants to strengthen us in our challenges. He wants to give us the grace to walk um, through the ups and downs of life and to walk 
the righteous path, walk um, the path of following Jesus through that place. And that's the kind of place where we're going to see these fruits come forth. So let's be like this tree that has its roots planted deep into the life of God so that the Spirit can really be living within us and give us that peace and that strength, that trust um, to be patient in tribulation, to be self-controlled in temptation, um, and to always love and trust in our Lord who loves us.